Hello again, everyone. Welcome to Rome Business Radio. This is the Rome Floyd Chamber Small Business Spotlight. We are broadcasting from the Hardy Realty Studios, and we work in cooperation with the Rome News Tribune. I'm Roger Manus with Rome Business Radio. And I'm Thomas Kisset with the Rome Floyd Chamber. Good morning. Hello, Thomas. How are things? Splendid. How are you doing? <laughs> We're doing great. Uh, I know you've got us a great group here lined up, a variety of different businesses and perspectives as we as we talk business here and share stories and create connections. Would you mind introducing our guest, please, sir? Sure, absolutely. So, ladies first, uh, we have today Pritanya Parker. She's the senior manager with Urgent Team, which is an urgent uh, care walking clinic uh, here in Rome. And they are located um, on Turner McCall in the new hotspot, you know, uh, River Bend, uh, East Bend area, um, Home Depot. But she'll tell us all about it in a minute. And then uh, we have Tom Hart, and he's representing Toastmasters International Rome. He's also the commissioner for the USA South Athletic Conference. And I had the privilege to join a Toastmasters meeting uh, last night, which was very interesting. Uh, a great group of people. And then we have Tim Neddy. He's with Hound Talent and Baker Street Scientific, and Tim is also a an actor with the with a local theater. So uh, <laughs> thanks for that, Thomas. <laughs> so uh, it's got an interesting group, and looking forward to hear from everybody today. Wow, we run the gamut, as they say. Uh, well, I'll, I'll follow your tradition and do ladies first. So, uh, Britannia, um, obviously, I guess I guess urgent care. We get it. It's in the name. But if you could just tell us a little bit about more what it is that you guys do and why you're necessary. Okay, so we're actually urgent team. And like you said, it's urgent care. Uh, We also do primary care as well. So we're not just urgent care. Yes, we have the x-ray machines and we're able to do occupational medicine and stuff like that. But we also follow um, women's health, um, wellness. Um, we can do telemedicine and things like that. It's not just strictly urgent care anymore. We're trying to branch out and be able to help the whole local community. Gotcha. For an overall. And and what what's your what's your history there? Like uh, he he mentioned the area of town you're in. How long have you guys been around and things like that? Uh, so we've been here in Rome since November. Right. Uh, so we opened towards the end of the pandemic and we've been doing fairly well. Uh, our company itself has been open since 2011. It's got 65 plus locations in five different states. Um, I know we're in Georgia, of course, Mississippi, Tennessee, Arkansas, and um, Alabama. We have over 800 plus employees that are with our urgent team family. Um, trying to think <laughs> we just we're just trying to basically bring the best help that we possibly can to people that can't really afford it i got you and and specifically where are you located uh we are located the old payless building right <laughs> that's what we used to be <laughs> right in front of the ahop across from the texas i think it's texas roadhouse right. and across from burger king so we go. are in a more popular area i just know that it's the old payless building <laughs> britannia do you have, do you have a drive through no unfortunately we don't it had been nice during the covid swabbing but no <laughs> oh yeah I, I hadn't even thought about that it, it's uh it's actually a running joke on our show here that thomas and i were, were laughing at 
whenever we talk local businesses and then we ask them maybe for their specific location, everybody references themselves by a restaurant. <laughs> yeah. yes. You know, we're clo- we're across the street from this or <laughs> where, you know, where Piccadilly is or Doug's Deli yeah. or whatever it is. Uh, okay. Well, I forgot about Chili's right next door. <laughs> I should have known that. <laughs> so <laughs> once you start telling people where you are based on restaurant, you're good to go. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Tom Hart, who who is a background in sports and education, we were joking before we started here that we could talk about a variety of topics with you, but you're here primarily to represent Toastmasters International Rome. But I, I am curious, as a you're a, I mean, you run the USA South Athletic Conference. Can I get that out of the way first? Certainly, we can we can chat about that as well, Roger. Uh, yes, uh, USA South Athletic Conference is located here in Rome. That. that the headquarters, if you will, where uh, we have a division NCAA division three conference. We have 19 schools that are located in the conference. We're the biggest division three conference in the country. Schools from Huntington, uh, Montgomery, Alabama, Huntington College, all the way up to Mary Baldwin University in Stanton, Virginia. We have about nine, nine institutions in North Carolina. So we kind of have a North South or East West, if you will. Right. Um, I have an associate commissioner who lives in North Carolina. We, we communicate on the phone a lot. Uh, or zoom as we're doing here right and uh but as an athletic conference we take care of everything from student awards to scheduling to conduct uh try to emphasize ncaa uh, initiatives if, if you will and it's a small group but i mean we're, we're a small team for a large number of institutions but uh really enjoy that uh, opportunity and this is my I think I've been doing it. I'll be starting my sixth year as the commissioner of the conference, and uh, we have an office right here in Rome. So, uh, yeah, it works out real well. What, what restaurant is your office near? <laughs> Our office is, is almost across the street from the foundry. <laughs> Not really a restaurant, well necessarily, but uh, close enough. Um, they do have some good food. Uh, well, well, you're here representing Toastmasters, but obviously, so Toastmasters is this international organization with local chapters. It helps people speak speak in public. Is that is that primarily get over your fears? Or uh, now I'm rambling because I know I'm talking about speaking in public, but <laughs> <laughs> it is. But and, and you're right that the organization itself, Toastmasters International, has been in existence almost about a hundred years. And there, it's an international group. So when they get together at the end of the year for their convention, of course, this is pre-pandemic, people from varying countries would, would gather. Uh, the, it's changed a little bit in its mission. It, while at one point, and people often think of it as just public speaking, they've really adjusted and adapted to more of a leadership and professional growth uh, look, the introduction of Pathways. Pathways is an online curriculum and individuals, members can take a variety of paths to improve their uh, place in business, their place in their company, or in some cases, you know, in, in social settings as well. So while there is a portion of it that has to do with the ability to speak in public, there's also the, this curriculum and underlying information that really helps you to, to, to move in areas like uh, presentation mastery, if you will. You know, how, how, do we, how do we integrate PowerPoint with the information we're trying to share? Things like that. So it's, it's, uh, it's become multifaceted. And it's, I've been involved with the, comp- with the group now for about three years. 
And as a commissioner, you can imagine I have the opportunity to chat with folks on a, on a, on a pretty large stage. So having the ability to learn from other members, we've got a, we've got a passionate and strong membership. And in a, in a meeting, you gather feedback when you do your presentations and it really allows you to, to, to catch on to some of the, the hidden nuances that you didn't maybe know you do, but people can be, you know, compassionately providing feedback to you on that. So I've found it to be extremely helpful. And I don't know if we'll talk later. I don't want to sound like I'm rambling a bit, but um, we do meet twice a month, uh, the second and fourth Mondays of each month. Typically, we meet at the library. Obviously, with the pandemic, we've been, we, we've actually, we're one of the few Toastmasters that has resumed. Thomas mentioned that he was at our meeting last night. We've resumed in-person meetings, and we're temporarily doing that right here off of Fifth Avenue. But we hope to be back in the library probably, uh, hopefully, by the 1st of July. Uh, because the, being in person is just, it, it just really adds a, a dynamic that you, that you can't get over the uh, over the uh, internet yeah i agree uh we have a studio normally to do the podcast we're we're embedded at the rome news tribune but because of the pandemic we've been doing the podcast here over zoom um and and uh so we can't wait for things to kind of get back to normal as well because we would love to be doing these face to face ourselves but um everybody in the, the the whole world's had to make the best of the situation and um if you had stock in zoom you you made a bunch of money. <laughs> uh, all right, um, Tim Tim Natty is it Natty? It is. It's uh, like Daddy with an N. Okay. Um, well, let's first of all let's talk about this acting career. What will I have seen you in? Uh, anything in Rome Little Theater <laughs> and, and and some some uh, you know B roll in a uh, in a zombie film, but we don't need to go there. <laughs> what, what zombie film? Yeah, that, that that title will remain um, unnamed. <laughs> Because I have I have DOD clients, but I don't want to see this. <laughs> so, so, so like the the big friends reunion and all that. This, this you're not you're not a part of that or no. any major Hollywood blockbusters. Well, good for you. So, you know, working in local theater and and all that. That's that's great. I'm, I'm sorry to digress, but but Thomas had mentioned it. Uh, so he, he's hound talent. Uh, yeah. I, I did a, a quick little Google on you, and it went way over my head. <laughs> a lot of yeah, so, lot of so, so, lot yeah, of data a lot of go ahead i'm yeah. sorry i'll give i'll give you the basics so uh so our parent company is baker street scientific and uh baker street scientific is a data data company that we we find the unknown unknowns inside data um some of our clientele exist in the department of defense healthcare oil and gas and financial services um hound talent uh, what what happened was is that um so my, my background is in fraud examination fraud investigation and um and actually uh, Tom, you'll, you'll appreciate this. I, I used to uh, do um, conferences where I'd go and teach um, at, at fraud conferences, but mine was a little bit, a uh, little bit different. Where I would, I would, I would try to get the psychology of, of the room. So as I was walking around people, I was trying to trying to impress anxiousness upon them, just to to watch them like avert their eyes and things. You've probably seen the same thing when you're out there, um, but I would I would use that to my advantage to show people how I can make them nervous by by just being in their presence and then make them more uh, less nervous as I move away. And so it's a you, you never never had the chance to not volunteer in my conference seminar. So, uh, but um, you, so what you, that sounds like you were just uh, you were just violating people's space. That's right. Well, yeah, it does make you uncomfortable sometimes, depending on how much you've had to drink. <laughs> <laughs> right. So the um, 
but uh, but what had, what happened was the Baker Street Scientific side, the 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 um, the data analysis got to be to where um, it was very PhD level, and it, it kind of lost the fun, if you will, um, of of the teaching aspect because I, I really I really want to help um, um, young young men and women make better decisions, and using data to do that um, is something that we can we can do. However, not in the capacity that we were we were um, we were using for the Department of Defense, what have you. So we actually have a spinoff of a data modeler, if you will. We call it we call it Consensei. It allows us to um, teach consensus, and um, this modeler is housed inside a subsidiary called Hound Talent, and it's T A L I N T. And I think Tom would also appreciate that uh, that's a talent intelligence. And we do we we spun this out specifically for um, professional collegiate scouting, um, and so. Um, one of the things that we do with this particular modeler is we have come alongside the scouting world, if you will, because in scouting technology, specifically inside COVID, COVID just just made this an absolute nightmare for scouts. In fact, the Atlanta Braves um, had sixteen scout strong uh, a sixteen scout strong team. Um, they went down to three scouts during COVID. Um, that's that's how um, that's how affected they were. And and um, and from from our standpoint, we look at it and say, look, in, when when you have scouting, there's a lot of decisions that are being made. There's quantitative elements for speed and agility and all that those things. But there's also the qualitative elements of the athlete. So kind of, you know, we always go back to like the character. Right. So you have a bunch of individuals who are out there. Fantastic athletes, male, female, doesn't matter but maybe they know how to blow up a locker room. And so the, the question is, do you really want that element on your team? Is right. there something we can do going in to fix it? So, so we allow them to, it's the, it's the first of its kind um, that allows you to take the quantitative and the qualitative and, and actually have a holistic approach into athletics um, scouting. But what's significant about it is that it, it does not replace the scout, nor does it make any attempt to replace the scout. Why? Because that would be arrogant of me to say I can replace someone who has 20, 30, 40, 50 years of experience in identifying athletic talent um, with my little tiny modeler, right? So what we've done is we've said, look, there's, there's certain pain points in the scouting process that, um, that we believe we can help fix. And if we fix those, we, we release you, the scouting teams, the scouting managers, the, the national cross checkers, what have you. We release you to do what you do best, which is assess talent. So let us let us play with the data. Let us let us organize the data so that you can do what you do best, and that is to keep your eyes on the on the, on the prize. Okay, um, there's a lot to unpack there. Yeah, I need to absorb a lot of that. <laughs> um, uh, Tom, hey, we're right across the street from Jefferson's. If you ever want to come over, <laughs> <laughs> we should all just do lunch one day. Um, so, so uh, Thomas, um, we, Thomas, we t- sometimes look for a link and Thomas usually comes up with a link between our guests. Do we have one this week, Thomas? Uh, well, you know, uh, I was thinking about it. It's a little tough one today, but you know, it's all is, it's, 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 it's about team teamwork, you know, uh, um, Tim just mentioned it, you know, it's a uh, quantitative people versus quality the work, you know, and that creates you want to have the, that team player in there um with toastmasters um you know um you 
as a team with a team you know you got to present and you know urgent team has the name team in it, it itself and you know they have to create a, a team work within their organization as well and um you know there are some synergies and uh, I'm, i keep listening and you know i i i go deep down there and then find some more <laughs> well yeah it's it's uh i i often call this show a little bit of a cocktail party because we're meeting each other for the first time in many cases sometimes people know each other because it is a small town come from different backgrounds so so britannia back to you like what what is your professional background one thing that's interesting to me some people have over the course of their lives one one career arc they knew what they wanted to do they pursued it they stayed in it some people are real estate agents then they're car salesmen and the, you know the, the people some people bounce between careers like what's your background where were you born education how did you end up where you are um so i actually um grew up in Calhoun, georgia i did get a shorter college for a little bit but i was a sheltered child so we'll put it that way um so i ended up over at georgia highlands um where i majored in business um I graduated high school with a business certificate. Uh, I'm pursuing my nurse practitioner degree currently because everybody needs a doctor, which I'm not a doctor. It's a nurse prac. Um, But overall, I've always wanted to be in the medical field because no matter what, you'll always have a job because people get sick. And it's sad to say, but it's true. So I've always wanted to help people and I knew that a long time ago, and I couldn't be a vet. Just, it just couldn't happen. I watched a cow be born, and that was it. I was done. <laughs> uh, yeah, I watched a few cows be born in my lifetime as well. But um, so, well, that's great. I mean, it's a, you're a, it's a it's a serving people face to face industry, and mm-hmm. that became kind of became your passion. And mm-hmm. and you stuck in the field, uh, Tom. I think I did a, a qu- quick read on you. You're from you're from Utica, New York, originally, right? And your your athletic career has made you bounce around. Um, uh, Utica and Rome, Georgia, uh, p- probably worlds apart, or, or do they share a lot of things in common? Because there may be a little bit of a you know, kind of the small town vibe. Exactly, exactly, Roger. And that's one of the things that that, that appealed to my wife and I when we moved to Rome or had the ability, the opportunity to come here when we were assessing it to raise our kids in a town where you could know folks and you'd know each of the restaurants and, and probably know the people that, that run them, right? The So Utica is a, a relatively small town in right on the Erie Canal. Its heyday was in the 30s in the textiles, which obviously ironically then came south. Um, but um after after Utica, I went to college at Niagara University, master's out in San Diego, California, where I started work coaching and did some coaching in basketball for my 20s and uh, through my 30s. And was fortunate enough to land a head coaching job, a couple different ones. I've, I've worked professional basketball, uh, junior college, division three, division one, became a head coach, then became an athletic director and a head coach. That got too big. And this is all in St. Louis, Missouri at Webster University. So then I became the golf coach and the athletic director. And then the, that got to, to, be, to be too much and ended up uh, just being the athletic director. So I uh, did that, received my doctorate. Um, it's, it's actually interesting listening to Tim talk a little bit about some of the, the characteristics of, of, in, of student athletes or students that are looking to move on or people that are being scouted because my doctorate actually – the dissertation looked at the need for uh, 
students that participated in Division Three athletics for four straight years, which for those of for those that may not know, Division Three athletics, there are no athletic scholarships. So those students are doing that because they love the sport. And I studied about 400 of them to find out what are some of the deeper pieces and learn that social identity and the need for affiliation, as well as grit, were pieces that really stuck out for those students that could make it all the way through. So after my, after my doctorate, um, I continued to teach. Um, Britannia talked about Shorter. Uh, I'm a part-time teacher at Shorter as well, teaching sports psychology, as well as working uh, you know, with the conference. And how long have you been affiliated? Obviously, athletics takes people around the country, obviously, in your career. And since it's, it's, since I want to make a joke here, since you're from Utica, how have you been down south long enough for the Yankee to wear off? Does it sound like it's worn off? <laughs> I've tried. I've tried to, to 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 measure myself a little bit on that, but still, because if you're, if you're my for, wife and my daughter and son, they continue to remind me that I still have a little New Yorker in me. <laughs> if you're from north of the Grand Ole Opry, uh, that's kind of where to, to me. That's where things kind of. Uh, anyway, I digress. I'm sorry. Uh, making 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 light of geography. Um, but have you been associated with Toastmasters throughout your career, or uh, when did when did you first get affiliated with it? It was interesting, Roger. Uh, so I had been to a Toastmasters meeting when I lived in St. Louis, but it had always been in my mind that given the number of speeches and presentations and talks I needed to do, that I could probably improve my delivery and preparation and things. And I had to give a pretty large speech in January, February of 2018. And so in preparation for it, I was like, you know what? I got to start going to Toastmasters and, and learning some things. So what what got me involved here was the need to tweak my ability to present and speak prior to a, a large uh, event I had to speak at. Well, and it would seem to be applicable across many professions from a, I mean, a salesperson, it doesn't, you don't have to be speaking to a, you know, a stadium full of thousands of people or an auditorium full of hundreds. If the way you described it earlier, if it helps people be more concise in their thinking or laying out their talking points, I mean, that can happen in a one-on-one conversation where you're trying to sell somebody something, correct? Absolutely. Absolutely. And in fact, those are the pieces that have kept me in Toastmasters, right? Because that speech that I had to do ended that was in 2018 and but for the next three you know two and a half three years staying involved it's because of the pieces that you just mentioned how can we become a better leader thinker uh, presenter those things need to we all need those skills you know throughout the throughout our days yeah it sounds interesting because it's not even about sales necessarily it's about maybe leading your your staff your team uh, and, and I, so I get it. Um, very, very interesting. Uh, Tim, I wanted to circle back around with you. Uh, you, you, you've digressed into the, the data analytics of, of athletics, but you guys aren't primarily athletics. You've mentioned the department of defense. I mean, is this, this is applicable to help people recruit talent? 
for their well, um, so the hound the hound talent function under hound intelligence is was built for specifically to assist people with th- these types of um uh human human based decision making okay um so so any type we we the hound talent side of it allowed us to um get out there and do the the sports piece but it can it's a, it's actually applicable across any type of um you could use it out on the gridiron you could use it in the in the front office in fact we've had conversations with Barry College on how to how to um, implement this from um, getting kids uh, new new incoming freshman classes or or, or maybe fi- figuring out who the best um, best um, uh, group is for the MBA school or something like that. So um, so it can be used across the board. Um, and as far as the DOD is concerned, we have actually um, taken our hound talent um, uh, formula, if you will, and applied for the Army talent management um, and just to see if we could help the Army um, actually do uh, find find new talent. Because a lot of the times they they have a lot of different boxes they need to check in order to make sure that the the, the candidate is, in fact, able to serve in the U.S. military. And, um, and so uh, sometimes, sometimes it comes down to, um, you know, whether, whether or not a particular box is checked, but sometimes it does come down to whether or not that, that particular, that particular uh, infraction on a, on, on a, rap, a rap sheet um, was, or was, did or did not meet a particular level of threshold so that they could, uh, okay, it's not, it's not that big of a deal. We can pass on it. We can take this person into our, into our ranks. So lots of different decisions that are being made when, when we come down to deciding on humans. So, so like what, what businesses in Rome might be able to use you? Um, uh, everybody on this call. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, it, when, when the, the, so the, the low hanging fruit for us is really when you identify when you're identifying any type of talent, um, the, the, from a human perspective, there's a human side. But uh, really, when you really, really think about what you're trying to do, when you're just trying to size up various attributes to make a decision, the best possible decision, um, you can actually take this into maybe stock portfolios or, or looking at investment management, uh, real estate investments, things like that. Uh, my background being in finance, public accounting, that's kind of where it, it started and then realized, hey, the, the, the biggest part of business is the people aspect of business. If we can, if we can kind of figure out how to work that, everything else they, they don't have personalities. We a stock portfolio, you know, it, it goes up and down, but does it does it or does it not fit my particular uh, criteria to be in my fund or what have you? That's easy. The the question is is how do you identify whether or not the um, forget about the risk aversion of the client, but whether or not that that particular stock and or bond or or, or some type of asset, if that even if it makes them more nervous to put it in their portfolio, or or maybe they want to include it um, because it fits inside their particular profile. So a lot, there's a lot of different ways. Pretty much anytime you have various attributes that you need to size up as data points, um, then then you can you can use this model or two uh, to assist you in that decision making process. And, and what it will do essentially is that all of us could look at the same piece of information, the same data set, and and put our own assessment. And what's neat is that because the five of us have different backgrounds. We will actually come up with our own interpretation of what this data should should beget, and um, and but then we can all have a conversation on the things that we disagree on. So let's say there was ten things in there, seven of them we all agreed that these were we, we all agreed that these were important, but then there's three that that we um, that we maybe have a little bit of disagreement, which is okay because we have different opinions and things coming to the table. Very similar to Tom when you think about director of athletics. All the different opinions on various athletic talent, right? Um, the uh, it, it not there's not one opinion that is wrong per se. It's just a different approach, a different background, a different expertise. And so, what allows what consensus allows us to do is it allows us to say, okay, we've reached consensus on seven of the ten points. 
Let's just talk about the three points that we disagree on and see if we can come to some kind of agreement so that the entire team feels good about one, the data coming into the process, two, the decision-making process itself, and three, the end result of, of, of how we came up with our team's um, analysis and, and top five list, if you will. You're kind of like the uh, Moneyball guy in Rome, aren't you? The, the movie Moneyball? <laughs> the pendulum is swinging. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, Thomas, um, one thing I want to touch on that we, uh, before I forget, because I would like to make this a tradition, you talked earlier about teamwork, and that was kind of the common thread we were doing, but we're also trying to, or I am, I don't know if you're on board with this or not, uh, how, how would t- teamwork translate into German as our word of the week? Um. Well, we, we use a lot of English words. So it, it actually, you know, in the bus- in the German business world, we, we, we call it teamwork. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but uh, you know, team team is a Mannschaft. You know, it's uh, uh, literally it would be uh, the Mannschaftsarbeit. Mannschaftsarbeit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm not. That's I'm, good. <laughs> you might have to spell. You might have to spell that for me. Um, <laughs> But but I you know I just I, I've I've started asking last uh, a couple of weeks ago we did pivot I'm trying to learn even though it's not helping me at all because I can never remember it um, but I, I do want to go around the circle here one more time about um, um, you know contact information location uh, maybe specific sets so Britannia we'll start with you again just I mean do you guys have a Facebook page or website social media how can people get a hold of you and kind of review again. This is not just urgent. It's not like you've, you know, you've cut your finger and you need a stitch. People can get regular routine care there, correct? Correct. Um, I think our little say, even sometimes it's on our little poster standout, it's if you need a little more than a Band-Aid, but less of a visit to the ER. So (laughs) that's what we kind of scope in between. Um, Again, we're located right in front of IHOP, next to Chili's, right off Turner McCall. It's 1314 Turner McCall Boulevard. Um, but overall, we see a we see a lot, a wide scope. I'll just put it that way, especially being here in Rome. I see a lot more interesting <laughs> things here <laughs> than like, I do. Like, like what? With, like what? No names, obviously. They're patients, but like what? Um, I'm just going to put a wide variety of things, <laughs> a wide variety. Um, sometimes people who really need to go to the ER, they come in and they're like, Hey, can you pull this pole out of my foot? And I'm like, no, you need to be at an ER. That's probably went through an artery or something. Yeah. Okay. That's okay. That's the criteria. That's the ER criteria, but more than a bandaid. Yes. I'm fo- I'm following you here. Yes. <laughs> Um, if you come in a plastic bag wrapped up with blood leaking out of it, I know you need to go to the ER. <laughs> so, but um, overall, um, like I said, we're right across, right in front yeah, of the IHOP, yeah. next to Chili's, the old Payless building. Everybody, and you'll be surprised because I, I actually shopped at this Payless one time before. And this building looks nothing the same. Like I'm in it today and it looks nothing like that building. So, uh, so uh, and, but so this is, this would be kind of routine things that people, if people are having a cold or, mm-hmm. uh, you know, they can, and uh, so, so that type of routine ailment, I, I'm following yeah. the threshold here. Poland foot yeah, is bad. Like if, um, I do know, like even on telemedicine, it's, I know it's like $70. Um, 
but we see allergy symptoms. If you've had back injuries, UTIs, anything that you know, I mean, because the human body, you know your body yeah. more than anybody. Um, I do know that we won't see chest pain on telemedicine, so please don't do that. Um, pregnancy or STDs, psychiatric conditions, RX refills that are more than a month, we won't do. But if you're established with us, um, then we will refill your medicines through telemed if you need that. Because a lot of people, some people are still not comfortable coming out due to COVID. Right. Britannia, what, what are your hours? Um, Monday through Friday, we are 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. Saturday and Sunday, we are 8 a.m. to 4 p.m. Excellent. Okay. So. And we're only closed three days a year, and that is Thanksgiving, Christmas, and Easter. Okay, good. That's good to know. Uh, seven seven days a week. A lot of a lot of hour options. Um, Tom, uh, contact information for for you, and I guess in your role as Toastmasters, is there website, Certainly. social media? Yeah, yeah. The, probably the best social media avenue would be Facebook. If you just Google Rome Toastmasters Club or Facebook search Rome Toastmasters Club, we have it. We have a site there and that can lead you into a, we actually have another site within the Toastmasters International uh, site itself, but the Facebook is probably the best way to, to, to get initially involved. Again, we meet two, uh, t- twice a month on the second and fourth Mondays. It's six o'clock. It's only an hour. Uh, and, and, and it's also important to know, Roger, dues are less than, I think it's about a hundred dollars a year. Okay. So for the website, all the resources you get to be able to be delivered to your computer or to your laptop, as well as the interaction that you get with humans, which really is a great value uh, for pe- for people that are looking to improve their their skills within that area. And, and I learned you get you get an award at every meeting too. You know, uh, it's kind of like a competition, which is fun. And today, uh, Tom, I actually keep keep track of uh, all of our sentence fillers. You know, the ums and the ands. That's why I I'm actually joined uh, because I. But Tom, you you're a pro. You know, so uh, excellent job there. Oh gosh, Thomas, how many do you get? If you keep track of that, how many do you count with me? <laughs> <laughs> that is one of the things that within a meeting, again, there are different things like a timekeeper to keep track that people don't ramble too long. There's usually a particular amount of time that people should speak. Uh, ands, ums, you know, any kind of filler like that. Grammar. These are, and we do that, we do it in a fun way, but it's an opportunity for people just to get a sense of, of how they are. So, um, and, and then I'd like to be able to just add real quick, Roger, because you asked Thomas, and this is just me being the educator, I guess. But the common theme that I've got between the three of us is our desire to help people, mm-hmm. right? Whether, that, whether they're physically injured, whether they're looking to improve their soft skills, or finding ways to identify valuable people. Uh, Tim's doing a great job at the, in those areas where there are aspects that we don't even realize could be identified and or assessed that probably should be. And uh, real quick, I I don't want to ramble too much, but it reminds me as an athletic director, I hired a lot of people, a lot of coaches through the years. Some of them didn't work out, but others worked out fabulously. In fact, to this day, my probably my crowning achievement was eight. I've been gone from my job in St. Louis for eight years. And only one head coach that I hired is not there now. 
Well right. They've, they've just, they've all been there for 19, 20 years, because if you take the time, look at the pieces as Tim's talking about in terms of the person, you can find a way to make a good fit. And um, so anyway, so I look at that and think that it helping, we're all trying to help. That's my answer. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's actually, that's actually great. I was also thinking as athletic director, you probably fired a bunch of coaches too. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Some, I, I'm only giving you the highlights. <laughs> there were a couple one and dones as well. <laughs> Just win baby. Uh, Tim, what's contact information for you? Website, things like that. Yeah, we've got a Facebook page. We also have a, um, a, a Twitter site. We use Twitter probably more often than Facebook, but it's at hound talent and that's T A L I N T for talent intelligence. And um, that's probably the best place to see us on social media. Um, but our, our website, our contact information, if you guys want to come visit us, we're at 400 Broad. That's on the corner of 4th and Broad Street and right across the street from Jefferson's with the, <laughs> with the uh, building with the real big, real big wooden doors, you know. Um, so we're, we're in that building we're on the first floor there. Uh, you would never know we were there. We've had a bunch of uh, politicos come in and, and tell us, why didn't we know you were here? It's because we, we don't. We don't advertise. <laughs> in fact, right. Thomas, right? What did I tell you when we first came in there? I said, okay, it's time to join the chamber. And, then, and I think Jenny's smile was from ear to ear because she said, finally, finally, you're going to join. <laughs> well, the, it's, um, it's interesting yeah, to me, your, your office location, because I, when I, I think, when I think, obviously, I think retail. Yeah, this particular office is the, it's the, it's the old uh, phone uh, phone building, and uh, and in fact, um, we have a we have a, a bathroom inside because it's a building that's wrapped around another building, and there's a restroom in here where the um, where the people like prisoners would have to take a shower before they go across the street to the courthouse. <laughs> so it's like we we've turned it so we we go with the Sherlock Holmes theme, right? So now it, now it's got like the really cool Sherlock Holmes stuff in there, but um, it's it's just kind of funny the the history of this building far sir far surpasses anything that I can bring to it. Um, maybe we should but, get, uh, maybe we should let the Rome history folks know that so they can add that to their tours. Uh, they, they, I will tell you this. When I, when I first got here, if you come on the fourth, the fourth Avenue entrance, um, there's a couple awnings there. Um, there is a, a Baker street sign. To, uh, there's a Baker street sign that actually um, came out like to one of those English signs, right? Well, I put one on the front <laughs> at 400 broad on the, on the broad street side and here historical site, it comes by and goes, yeah, we're not England. You're not going to do that. And so, so we had to take that one off. But, uh, but either way, we do have our, our, our Baker Street sign out front. Well, and quickly, as we wrap up here, I, I meant to mention this earlier. I assumed, but you obviously just kind of touched on it there. Your Baker Street, that's a, that's a tip of the cap to Sherlock Holmes. Yes, sir. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. and if you come in, um, you, when you walk up, you see 221B and the actual knocker that's on the door um, over it from straight, straight from Falmouth, England. Wow. <laughs> Um, so, so that, that, that analytical stuff, that, that deductive, that deduction, that logic, that's right in your, I got you. I'm following right. you now. And, well, and I'll tell you the hound, the hound on our, our hound talent is that his name is Toby. He's actually the first dog mentioned in the, um, in the, in the series. There's, there's three dogs that is three sleuth hounds. And the, the first dog is Toby. So anywhere you go, Toby's, Toby's with us. Yeah. I got you. So, so, so from, <laughs> but from the old, uh, Restroom for prisoners to shower to, and the the old pay, the old Payless shoe store. Um, Thomas, any final thoughts from you? Contact information for the chamber. Just go online, Google uh, Rome Troy Chamber. Uh, you find us up there first, um, and uh, we on One Riverside Parkway. Um, there's a famous eatery right across the street, uh, Stuck <laughs> Deli. I mentioned I have to get some uh, extra funds from them. Um, so uh, just come by. We are open uh, 8.30 to uh, 5 uh, p.m. Um, 
every day, uh, Monday through Friday. So uh, come and visit us, have a coffee with us, and uh, talk talk chamber to us. Yeah, it's all about it's all about businesses and growing brands and connectivity. So thank you guys for joining us. This was a great conversation. Appreciate everybody's time. This has been a thank this you. has been a fantastic show. Thank you, thank you, Roger. You're welcome, Thomas. Be well. Thank you, guys. This has been the Rumpoy Chamber Small Business Spotlight. We broadcast from the Hardy Realty Studios, and we work in cooperation with the Rome News Tribune. I'm Roger Manus. Thanks for listening.